Welcome to Fresh Take, your favorite weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of information pertaining to healthy lifestyles, organic and sustainable agriculture, and numerous topics related to the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Our industry experts are here to provide you with a fresh take on topics that can help you optimize your lifestyle and well-being. Welcome to Fresh Take. I'm your host, Jessica Stipe, and on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Isabel Erin Sibia, who is here to discuss the challenges and the rewards that she sees in coming over to the United States as an immigrant. Welcome, Isabel. Hello. Hi. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, yes, my name is Isabel. I was born and raised in Santiago, Chile. Came to the United States after I finished high school. I came to an intensive English program that was just for a year, but this is it's the end of my fifth year living here. Um, I live in Pennsylvania and I live in Florida. I definitely like the hot weather way better than the cold. I just graduated from the University of Florida with a business degree. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, been very rewarding and very different from what I was used to. And the idea that I had when I was in high school of going to college, the main reason that I just came to the States was because I was not ready to just finish 14 years of school and then jump right back into more school. And I was like, I need a little break um, to start with um, with a fresh start. And I just ended up liking it a lot. I like the school system here in the sense that um, you can go to school full time, but also have a part time job and you also have time to hang out with the friends. That's a big difference that I like about the United States in comparison. Wonderful. We're glad. We're very, very happy that you like it here. Um, Isabel, I'd like to talk to you a little bit just in the differences that you've seen in coming from Chile to the United States in relation to, you know, organic agriculture, buying organic goods, uh, and just sustainability in general. Do you see any major differences? And have you made any life changes since you've you've come Yes. Well, Chile is a very, it's huge. Agriculture is huge there. We produce a lot of food that gets exported into pretty much all the world. Um, Every time I go to the supermarket and I see like grapes from Chile, I'm like, yes. (laughs) And I buy them, of course. Growing up there, well, at at least I personally was not really aware of what organic agriculture means. Right. We had a little garden in the outside, but no member of my family was really involved with agriculture. So I never really got a sense of what organic agriculture was. Uh, when you go to the store, you just see your regular fruits and vegetables. You had a big variety of all of them, but um, there's no like organic section or earth-friendly section for, let's, let's say that. So for me, it was just like one way to grow it. And it was the way that the supermarket had it. We do have like farmers markets and stuff like that, but right. they also do not promote organic products and, and whatnot. I've seen organic products just into like organic um, hand cream or lip balm or more like beauty products that do say organic. Mm-hmm. But before I moved to the United States, I really didn't know about the organic movement and what it meant and what it was. But I think it's just very great that I did right. got educated into that. And changed my lifestyle a lot. 
I mean, of course I do buy organic fruits and vegetables whenever I can. And it's like affordable to me because it's really important now that I know what's behind it. Right. But also I try to pick more air-friendly choices, especially with like cleaning products. I pick the air-friendly laundry detergent. It's very important to me after just like, I think organic was the step, like the first step into like the healthy and more sustainable so that Way was like your living? introduction, right? Yes, it was. I was like, first it was with food. It was like, okay, I'm going to just pick the organic strawberries. They're not like full with pesticides. And even though I wash my strawberries all the time, right? they are just like, it's embedded in it. You cannot right. just take it away. So that was the first step. And then it was just like cleaning products. And then now when I do and buy clothes, I just learn about all the toxic products that is in clothing. And it's just I try to buy for more sustainable clothes. It's interesting that you said that because a lot of people don't even realize they think that, you know, your food and like you said, maybe your cleaning products and maybe even the stuff that you use outside, like your fertilizers and that kind of stuff. But a lot of people don't even realize that our clothes have toxins in them. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not only clothes. It's like your sofas in your house yep. or it's everything. I used to love the new car smell mm-hmm. that people say, but that is just toxins that come out. And I was like, oh my God. Right. Um, but yeah, like just making more conscious choices has like really improved my quality of life. I feel, I feel happier. Maybe it's that placebo effect. So that you just like, you're doing something good right. for the environment and for you and for the people that work with like the fruits and veggies that you're eating. Yes. They're really improve my quality of life. I'm so happy to hear that. I think that that it definitely is the feel-good effect. When you know that you're doing something positive for yourself, it definitely makes you feel better. And then when you know that you're doing something positive for the environment and it's just, it makes you feel good, but you know, it's not just affecting you right now. It's going to affect generations to come. You know, that you're just one more person that's doing the right thing, that that's making the right choices. So I agree with you. I get that, that warm, fuzzy feeling whenever, you know, we make those choices as well, because we want, you know, to make the right choices, like I said, for us, but for generations to come. So I'm really happy to know that, that you're involved in that and that you've made these changes as well. And hopefully, you know, you are, you're educating your family and, you know, they're making these changes in their life as well. Do you feel like, do you have any challenges that you faced since you've come to the United States or has everything been pretty smooth for you? I'll say that being enrolled in school was pretty smooth. Right. Just, it was a lot of pressure on me, just like meeting deadlines for um, school projects. But I guess it's like what everyone feels when they come to, when they come to college and they have all this pressure in them. And then you have exams and reports and um, activities and extracurricular activities that it's very important for your resume or the future and your interests, maybe. But then graduating college, it was really harsh because I had to apply for different kind of permits yes. to uh, like extend my um, legal state in this country. And for a lot of them, I did was not aware of the mm-hmm. process or how early should I have signed myself for this stuff right. or how long it will actually take. And I'll say that if there was something I will like, change is like I'd rather know this information way earlier just when I started like my freshman year of college I would just like made multiple decisions like way differently that I did different things right and for what I understand like I said trying to get documentation now as far as visas and whether it's work permits or or school visas has become a really lengthy process it's very time consuming I'm hearing that across the board from a lot of people yeah for a school visa I was fairly easy still you just Mm -hmm. have to present that all the documents that they require and then if they see that you are fit 
then just get a school visa and then you're welcome to come to the United States and then stay for as long as your program requires you to stay. You do have certain things that say that you have to take some amount of classes that you can miss more than a certain amount of days in school because you have to report where you are every time that you are in this country but then when you graduate it's like the real the real deal starts because it's just so different of to whatever I thought it will be right I know that we have a little bit of an, an well we have quite a bit of an age gap I'll be honest about it <laughs> between us but do you feel like you know being younger and and probably part of like generation z and your friends your peers uh, your classmates I know that you've made different choices as far as your eating habits and things that you do as far as cleaning products and and laundry supplies and all of that. But does the conversation ever really come up amongst your peers of things that you discuss? Or do you hear, you know, people asking questions about, you know, organic or sustainable agriculture? Or, I mean, like when it comes to shopping with your friends, uh, do you all even have these types of conversations? Yeah, of course. I think that in the past few years, I have not heard my friends or me get involved in conversations regarding how can we change our habits to be more sustainable, to be more conscious of what we're doing. But lately, I I feel every time we hear these reports that said it's only like we're halfway through the year and we have already use all the natural resources that we're allocated for this year and, and that expert says and stuff like that we definitely do also get scared get scared for the future we are i feel that we also blame a lot of older generations because we have heard so many times people say we we hear these reports from government organizations that say hey you need to change your lifestyle right. stuff has to change for the earth to continue being in a habitable place and then you hear people saying, oh, I'm just going to live another 20 years and then I'm not going to be here. So why would it change something? You're not thinking and about it, the future generation. Exactly. And then I just hear this quote that it said it was like among the lines of you are not giving the earth to the younger generations. You're just taking time away from them in earth by the choices that you're making. I don't know. It just like right. made sense. But it's like I feel my generation is very conscious about it. I agree. And I have have conversations about with my friends about like, oh, what is organic? And I was like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> or what changes can I make with my, my diet? Diet is mm-hmm. a very important thing for saving the earth. Um, also, all these documentaries about like fast clothing and then the toxics that you have in your home and all this other stuff. We have like watched those and comment those and talk to others and try to stay informed on what we do and advocate. Right. I think advocacy is um, very important. I agree. You know, here at um, at FOG or Florida Organic Growers, it's very important to us that we get this message out to everybody. And, you know, do you think that there's a certain way that we should approach things to really reach out to the younger generation, like to really spread this message? Is there something that you feel like that we should be doing or that we could do to make more of an impact? I think that it's just to get find a way to get people involved and really get the people that want to participate for the right reasons. Right. Not just because, oh, organic is a threat now. I'm just going to buy organic because everyone is doing it. It's like to really educate people on why the choices that they can make, they will make a difference. Not just because it's a, it's a trend that they should do it. I agree with you. I think that so many people, I mean, I, as you know, I travel all the time and I'm constantly talking to people between farmers markets and the different projects that, 
that I do. And I think that so many people have caught on to the, the quote unquote trend, you know, trying to live a more sustainable lifestyle and eating organic. And they really don't understand everything that comes along with it. Um, I'm glad that they're doing it. I'm glad they're following the trend because it, it, it certainly helps. But you know, my goal is really to educate people on why it's important, why these choices really matter and why it benefits them personally and then benefits the environment. And like I said, makes things a lot better for future generations. I know in my home, you know, my daughters are just a little bit younger than you. And so, of course, they they eat what I feed them, <laughs> even though they, they've moved out on their own now and, and they're shopping for themselves. Um, I can see them making positive choices based off the things that I've introduced to them. But it was really important for me to educate them on why those choices are important and why they should continue um, shopping organic and and buying chem-free products and you know doing things that really not only help them, but like I said, help the environment and really educate them on that because we don't want people to just see this as a trend, but really a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle choice and change. And I know that, you know, in conversations with you, you were saying that, you know, it really took educating yourself to understand why it's important. Yes, another thing is that, if you just want to follow the trend, that's great because you're helping, even though you don't know that you're helping, but you are. But then it's like the point when someone asks you, why are you doing it? And what does it mean to you? And how do you feel when you do it? And if you don't know the base of it, it's hard to for you to be a, an advocate for what you're doing. Right. So I think it's very important just to, maybe if you don't want to follow it through, all the time that you know that you are able to make a choice that will improve the life of others and yourself right now and in the long run and it's just like having people knowing that there is an option because you see all of these reports and i me and my friends we freak out and it's like wow it's the end of the world right. but at the same time it's like stop there is stuff where that we can do there's stuff that we can not force other people to do of course but if invite them and exactly and just present them the option it's like hey you're worried about the earth you're worried about the future of your kids this is some things that you can do there's these like the little steps that you can take you're absolutely right well, Isabel, I really thank you for joining me today and sharing your experience and your thoughts on, you know, what we need to continue doing and, and how you've made the, the positive changes to incorporate, you know, organic eating and living into your lifestyle. I really appreciate you coming and talking with us today for sure. And uh, I would love to have future conversations with you just on your thoughts about other topics. So thank you so much. And to all of our listeners, as always, I'm Jessica Stipe. I'm your host and education and outreach director for Florida Organic Growers and Consumers. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like more information, please log on to foginfo.org and leave us some feedback. If you're interested in hearing about other topics that we haven't covered, please leave your feedback there as well. Thanks for listening. We invite you to join us November 21st and 22nd in sunny Orlando, Florida at the Renaissance Hotel, where we'll be having the third annual Organic Food and Farming Summit hosted by Florida Organic Growers and Consumers. This year's workshops will include hemp, farm to school initiatives, organic certification challenges, and much more. If you'd like more information on how to become a vendor or attend, please log on to fogsummit.org, where there'll be plenty of information where you can sign up, reserve your hotel, and become a vendor or make a donation. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. As many of you already know, FOG is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. 
please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. We would really appreciate your support. 